0: Good morning one more time. There's maybe a shocker for some folks in the room. And it was great, we just got to go over to Marysville in between the last service and this service, and got to just uh, share the, the same message with them. And you know, when I think about the goodness of God, I look here this morning, I look over at Marysville, that God is moving. Last Sunday morning, in fact, when I think of Radiant Life's campus right here, we had to, this week, change our kids' check-in system because we had too many guests last week that the line, some of you were in that line, the line was very long, very long, because there's too many guests, which is a great thing. If you're a so glad we had to change our systems to hopefully make it a little bit smoother. And the same thing is happening, and I believe when God speaks and when God leads us, that we can be better together, and that that is exactly what we are going to continue to experience. This weekend, in fact, we had a young adult retreat. So we had 32 of us. Rachel and myself, we're not young adults anymore. But we were like, hey, we want to go back months ago. We're like, this would be a great thing to be a part of. And so we got to sit and talk to young adult after young adult. Because we believe that God has great things in store right here and in Marysville. And so I want to encourage you, as we said in the video, let God continue to uh, put a burden, to pray, to believe for what God is doing. And let's fill this place. Let's fill Marysville with the message of the gospel. That's going to happen every single Sunday. But with how we live our lives, how we love people, how we care for our world, to believe one more person after one more person after one more person is going to come to know Jesus. Happens because of you. Happens because of who you are. So this morning, we're going to jump into uh, a special message for the morning, entitled, When the Unexpected Comes. Now, if you are alive in the room, and I assume most of us are alive, a few of you, I'm not sure. Looking at you, I'm not 100% sure. But most of you, I'm pretty sure, you are alive in the room. If you are, and if you've been alive for more than about three minutes, which in the first service, we had a baby like a week and a half old. So, you know, not too far off. But if you've been alive for three minutes, there's been unexpected things that have happened in your life. Many of you are adults in the room. You're in college. We've got some younger people over here. No matter how old you are, some things happen. Maybe, I mentioned Young Adult Retreat. I stood up, was walking around a table that was this high, and I didn't quite make it around the table. I more went directly into the table with my knee. Anybody had a a situation like that? A few months ago, in fact, I think Pastor Dave, he just straight up broke his toe just walking through his home. Anybody ever done something like that? Unexpected things come in many different areas, many different ways, in many different packages. But today I specifically want us to focus in on this thought of when the unexpected come and what is our response. And I pray that my heart, I pray that your heart, is one that we say when unexpected things happen, we are going to choose to love. It doesn't matter what else takes place. I'm going to choose to love. Uh, Last year, we sold my favorite car I've ever owned, our Ford Mustang. It was just a four-cylinder, but the EcoBoost on that thing you could straight up do donuts like it was the winner if you wanted to destroy your tires. It was very possible. I didn't do that often. But actually, when we test drove it, I think Rachel thought she was going to die because I might have drifted around a few corners, just wanted to see. There's like, it was so much fun. But we bought that car. We had a Land Rover LR4, which was the coolest car I've ever driven. Air ride. like It was so comfortable. To do something called Turo. Turo is where you rent your car out like you are the rental company, and people come, they drive your car, they pay you money through an app and all that good stuff, insurance, all those things are covered. Um, Some of you right now internally, you're like, oh, someone's going to drive my vehicle? Like that's not going to work out? And I learned really quickly that if you're going to do Turo, or if we're going to live as humans on this earth, that if I want it to be mine and hold it my way and have everything my way, Turo was going to be a nightmare because there were times when people brought it back, clearly no smoking in the vehicle, told every single person, and if they smoked, they just would smoke in the car, and I would get it back, and you can't give a smoke-filled car to the next person after that, so you have to figure out how to clean it out. You got to figure out what it looks like. All of a sudden, I realized my hand had to be open to this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm going to make a little extra money, get to drive a super cool car or two like have a lot of fun. So I had to have my hand open. And as I was thinking and preparing for this morning, if you have a friend or you are married or you have a child or you're in a, you work somewhere, you have to be a person that has your hand open to the people around you or life is simply, let's it horrible. That would be the word I would, it would be horrible because the people around you may not look at things and act the way that you want. In fact, I will go out on a limb and say, nobody looks and acts and does everything exactly how you want them to do it. Some may be a little more, but everybody has a different way. And so all of a sudden to realize, I cannot walk through life with a, uh, my, my fist clenched, but instead, Lord, help me to walk through life open to you. In fact, we prayed for Ukraine and... Uh, leadership and so many different things throughout time. I love war documentaries. I love World War II. Uh, It's just so much fun. I don't know why, but my wife doesn't understand why, but I'll watch them. It's also great if you can't sleep at night, turn on a boring World War II documentary, and that's it. Like, it works for me. I see some others in the house, like, it works out really, really good, and it's like, I'm ready. But as I've grown and I pray, Lord Jesus, I want to love like you love, I've realized the people that would be evil in our world, the people that, you're like, what is wrong with them? Lord, I want those people to come to you. I want those people to experience your heart. I want those people to receive your love, even though in our own mind, our own thought, they don't deserve it. But you know who else doesn't deserve his love, his mercy, his great grace, his forgiveness? It's me. me. Thank you, Gerald. Point, right? Me. He pointed at himself, not at me. But right? We don't deserve the love and the mercy of God. But God pours his love out and welcomes us in and invites us to the table to be a son or daughter of the Most High when we don't deserve it. And when I then say, Lord, well, what's that look like with people around me? Then life gets a little more difficult because he calls us to do the same. In fact, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when the unexpected comes, choose love. And I want to start just with a few verses, verses four through the beginning of eight. Then we'll run through, this is in the the Passion Translation, then we'll get back into the, the ESV, but I love how it says it. It says, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own or own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. And a few things I believe we can see this morning from this scripture, we could talk all day or all month on it, but for us specifically today, is first, love is large and gentle. When I think about love, love is not a feeling that we have when we're dating, or love is not just a, something that is an emotion, but love is a choice. In fact, I would say today, love is an action. The people around you should be able to not only say, oh, they have a heart of love, but they should be able to see your love in action. You should see your love at work. Here we see this, this word, maybe we've heard before, uh, love suffers long or long-suffering in love. We think of Jesus, God, our Father, created Adam and Eve, put them in a perfect garden, a perfect place. And what did Adam and Eve do at some point? We don't know how long that time frame was, but they chose an apple on a tree from a snake that spoke to them. They chose that instead of perfect relationship with God. And what did God do? He put together the process, what is the Old Testament, of getting his people, of Adam and Eve, of us, humanity, to the point where Jesus could come, where Jesus could be the sacrifice, where we would send Jesus to this earth, to walk on this earth, to die as a perfect sacrifice for you and for me. I don't know about anybody else, but that is a long, that's the long game. That's long suffering. That's going after the things of us and caring for us more than anything else. And in our life, If you're anything like me, it's a whole lot easier to not suffer long for people, but to say, no thanks. It's easier to just say, I'm going to just love and us, it's difficult, and then I'm going to back up. No, but that's not what we are called to do. We're called to love as Jesus loves us. We're called to care for people as Jesus cares for us. We're called to suffer long if that's what it takes, because love will endure We're called to be kind. Kindness is one of those things that sometimes I'd prefer not be there. Because in moments when our heart maybe is hurt or wounded, maybe we could have a few of us today probably come up and and there's situations, even the last few weeks here at church, in relational things, that we would say if we can be kind, if we can be compassionate, if we can be caring... Kindness is easy when it's easy, but it's difficult. It's difficult when we don't want it. It's difficult when that's not the easy road. It's difficult when I have to lay myself down and sacrifice. Love is large. It's gentle. Let your love reach beyond what is easy. And I want to encourage us as a people that if we're going to look at and honor the Word of God, who He is, love is patient and kind Then we must be people that say, I don't care if it's easy, I don't care what it looks like, I'm going to love. Just recently, being on a a phone call, and the person on the other end, there were some situations, and they said, You know what? I'm gonna forgive. I'm gonna forgive. And it seemed like a difficult thing on my side to say, Oh my goodness. That is amazing. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says to do. Thank you, right, for, for honoring what the Lord, not because it was easy, but because it's what was biblical. And in that conversation, instantly the feeling of the conversation entirely changed because when we do what God would call us to do, when we come before the Lord, when we say, I'm going to be kind in my actions and who I am, God can reveal some things. He can speak some things. He can move some things around and he wants to do it in our hearts. Reach beyond what is easy. As it goes on, the next several verses, in verses 4 through 6, I believe says to love, it reaches out and welcomes in. And how does it do that? Some specific things that love does not do, the things that are natural, if you're like me, these are the easy things to do. It says love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely does not seek its own, is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And I don't know about anybody else in the room, but those things are a little bit easier to do. Those things are a little bit easier to let be a part of our life. Anybody you'd be honest and say some of those things are more natural than the others? There's three or four honest people. Thank you, thank you. I'm raising my hand. Right, those are things that we can do without even thinking about it. We want to look good. We want to look better than someone else around us. We would prefer, most of us, some of you are introverted, maybe you don't want it, but a lot of us, extroverts, parading. We would love to parade ourselves and ideas. Being puffed up, you wouldn't say it that way, but we like it when we can talk about the good of ourself more than others. Love isn't going to allow rudeness. We talked about being kind. Love is not going to seek its own. Love is not going to be provoked. These things, areas that in my life I'm consistently praying, Lord, help me walk through, help me get to the next level, help me to not be like that anymore. When I was in college, uh, let's say I'll even go maybe five years ago and before, I was fairly easily provoked. Uh, I've been working on it, I think my whole entire life, but when I was in college, one of my crown moments at the time, now it's not anymore, but is the day that this guy, he just kept getting on me, kept kicking my shins, kept doing all the stuff, and I was like, I don't, uh, I'm not going to put up with this. And the only time in the history of my three years of playing, starting every single game in college, I took this guy out, I got a red card, because I just straight took him out. Thankfully he didn't get hurt, that's good. But at the moment, I was like, this is my crowning moment. I was so proud of myself for standing up for myself, for being provoked. Right? Anybody else? Maybe I'm the only one that would share that in a public way. I also, in college, got kicked out of a dodgeball game at a YMCA. (laughs) Not for, like, swearing. I didn't do any of that stuff. Just for being a jerk, really. I mean, that's what you'd say. To the ref, who was not a good ref. He did not care. I cared way more than him, but I got kicked out of a YMCA dodgeball game <laughs> with Central Bible College on my shirt. <laughs> not good. Some of you are like me, and you're like, it's easy to get provoked. It's a whole lot more difficult to say, Lord, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm going to be about, now I need your help to help me not be provoked by what might come, to not be provoked by a boss or an employee or a friend, or maybe really difficult, a family member who just knows how to push your buttons, knows how, and what maybe you think. You think they have to do it on purpose. They have to just be hurting you on purpose. And they could. But Lord, help me not to be someone that is provoked, that envies, that has these, that's puffed up, that's rude, that's rude that seeks my own. Help me not even to think evil. Lord, I can't even think a little bit evil. Like, at least make me feel better inside. Nobody else? Because then you realize that once we begin to think evil, once we begin to let those be the things that we hold on to, that it doesn't stay in our mind, but then it starts to seep out in other areas of of our life and who we are that to love people is difficult, to, to have large, long-suffering love, to be kind, but then to not do these other things. Lord Jesus, help me. Help us as a people, as your people. Love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. It doesn't rejoice when others fall. It doesn't rejoice in things that are not right, but it rejoices in the truth. Do you re- rejoice in the truth? And what is right, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the consequence might be, love can always stand with and on truth because love is pure and good like truth. Let your love welcome more to his family. Let the action of your love say, come into what the things of God are because our struggle and our problem and our relational issues and who we are, those things don't matter anymore. It matters about the love of God and seeing my world experience him and what he is and who he is. The love of God. The last couple verses, love, it leads to your future. The thing that jumps out to me is that here in maybe the ESV, love bears all, believes all, hopes all, and endures all things. And when I think about it, I'm like, Lord, couldn't you have used other word besides all? Because all is all. It's everything. Lord, how about I bear some things, or I do pretty good with some things, or some things I endure, or some things I endure, or relationships I endure for a certain amount of time, but then that's enough. I'm done. How about, Lord, I'm going to cover over some things or or bear some things for a certain period of time, but then at a certain level, that's enough. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it fly. Anybody else? No one's wanted to agree with me at all this morning. I'm really hurt. I'm wounded by it. (laughs) Love hopes all things. There's a future in your love when your love comes under the word of God and who he, he has called you to be. There's hope and a future of the path forward that he has. Love endures all things. Can bear it, can believe it, can hope it. But only with the power of God, the greatness of our Father, can we experience the all things in our lives. The love of all. Why? Because Jesus sums up love. In fact, we can go through this list and put Jesus' name. Jesus, he's large and gentle, he's long-suffering. Jesus' love does not envy, does not parade himself. Jesus is not puffed up, does not behave rudely. Jesus does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Jesus endures all things. And my question today is, we can put Jesus' name there because he is love. He is right. He is everything good in our world. But how do we do if we put our name in some of these spots? Is that a ridiculous thing to even think about? Or maybe it would show us an area or two where, Lord, help me. I don't want to be provoked. I don't want to have envy in my life. I want to, be, to bear all things. Specifically, maybe those, those four. Can Chris bear all things with the power of the Holy Spirit? Am I walking in that way? You can put your name. Can you believe all things, hope all things, endure all things? And with your name, can you say, I don't envy. I don't parade myself. I'm not puffed up. I'm not going to behave rudely no matter what. I'm not going to seek my own. I will not be provoked. I will not think evil, not even in my mind I would get rid of it. I will not rejoice in iniquity, but I will rejoice in the truth. And today, my question for me, my question that I pray you would ask yourself is, Lord, what does love look like in my life? Where am I when it comes to loving those that have harmed me or those that are my friends? Where am I when it comes to loving someone I understand and to loving someone I have no clue what's going on with them? Because I'm so thankful that the God in heaven, that Jesus who came and walked this earth for some reason was willing to die a sinner's death even though he was perfect as a sacrifice for you and me. He couldn't even understand, I don't believe, couldn't get it, he was pure and holy, but he died for you and me. And Lord, help me, help us be people that will love our neighbor, love our world, love those that do not yet know him and maybe don't act like him yet. Because without the grace of God, the love of God, I'm nothing. Without the grace of God, nobody in this room, we're nothing. We need him. We need his love. And now, Lord, help me love like you because you, Jesus, help me. And today, maybe you're in the place and uh, maybe this has been a little touchy on your toes a little bit. Maybe there's an area that you pull and you say, oh, in my life, I need to do better. I realize more and more that as I walk with the Lord and say yes to the word of God, that every single day there's something else that God wants to draw me into. And every single day as I walk in him, hopefully a little bit more than yesterday, hopefully a little bit more than the day before, he begins to take the cares and the worries of this world and things that maybe we would hold on to in ourselves that we can release those. We can open up our heart to the Lord. And all of a sudden, what may be heard in the past or situations we're walking through, it doesn't have to be something I hold on to and I carry around. But instead I say, Lord, your love flowing through me. Let that be what my world sees. So today, maybe you need to verbalize it to yourself in your heart. Maybe you need to speak to something in your own life. Maybe you need to speak to, maybe your tongue and what you'd say. Maybe you struggle just to to do your thing, to be peace and have peace among all. Maybe you struggle with your actions. Maybe you struggle with your purity. Maybe you struggle, if you're a parent, that's probably all of us, with your parenting. Lord, help us, help us. Maybe in your relationship or your marriage or your job. Lord, would you help us love? And maybe today, on a day we prayed for Ukraine, would you help us when we don't understand what leadership is doing around the world or why things happen? Lord, would you help us love? And pray for every person that would walk the face of this earth. Lord, help us. Because we want to love like you loved. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to pray. But I want to read the rest of that chapter in the Passion Translation before we close today. Verses 8 to 13. Love, it extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reason like a child. But the day came when I matured, and I set aside my childish ways. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Lord, this morning we come before you. And when plans change, when situations change, Lord, we come and we submit to you and what you're doing. God, because you are growing your church and your kingdom. God, and we say yes to you with an open heart, an open life. Lord, in every situation, our prayer is simply, yes, God, whatever you have. Yes, God, in my life. Yes, God, in our church. And Lord, today we come on an individual level, and we ask you, would you help us love better than ever before? Would you help us, God, to to care about what you care about above anything else? Would you help us to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, to endure all things? Lord, to walk in the permanent nature of your love and we get a step more and more into the completeness where one day we will be with you in heaven. So Lord, as individuals in this room, I pray we would be able to offer up our hearts, gaps or areas in our life where we do not love like you would love. Lord, help us. Help us to love like you, to walk like you, and to care like you. Lord, we are so thankful We're so thankful that you died on a cross for us, that you gave it all for us, and all we have to do is come before you and ask you to forgive us, and it's over. You welcome us into your family. So Lord, as we leave this week, Lord, I pray that we would walk in love, that people would see the love we have in action. They would see our love at work, not because of our great strength and ability, but Lord, because you walk with us. Holy Spirit, because you lead us and guide us. And Lord, this week, maybe where we'd be provoked or where we would think evil or we would be be puffed up or we would have envy or any of these things, Lord, I pray that would be pushed down and instead, this week, we'd bear all things, believe all things, hope for the future in all things, and endure all things to see one more person come to know who you are. Jesus, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. Lord, we're thankful as well. Lord, we're thankful for what we've been able to be a part of when it comes to Marysville and it comes to that church, Lord Jesus. And as we navigate that, Lord, we pray, Lord, that there would only be greater things, Lord, that happen in Marysville, that more people would come to know you. We pray that they would need two services, which is coming soon, God, as they grow. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for what you're doing. And we pray we'd be able to cheer and support and lift them up in a new way, in a new model. But Lord, in a model that we believe is right before you, that is your heart. So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for letting us step out and take risks to see your kingdom expand. And that's what it's all about. So Lord, let us go in you, walking in your love. Walking as your son or your daughter today. So that one more person can experience you, can come to know you. As we radiate your love to our world. You're so good, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. It's in your holy and your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Can we give the Lord just a round of applause? He's so good. He's so good. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here today and for worshiping Jesus and getting in the word. I want to encourage you. I say it all the time. But don't let this Bible be something that you hear when I read it or a life group leader reads it or somebody else. You get in this word. I would encourage you as much as you possibly can. Be in the word. Let it become real and and just powerful to you as you hang out with the Lord. Your life will never be the same as you walk with him. Love you all. Have a great week. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus.